Hey, it's Lloyd. Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you so much for your patience as I take a little break. I really appreciate it. As you know, this podcast is called Thoughts from a Content Creator, where we talk about the business of being a creator. I'm really excited for today's episode. I interview one of my TikTok friends. His name is Dom Sharp. He talks about how he was able to secure a podcast deal with a network. He also talks about how he was able to grow his following to 80,000 TikTok followers and how that impacts his podcast downloads. And lastly, he shares tips on how you and I could grow our podcast. I hope you enjoy. I'm super excited because today we have someone that's crushing the game, and it's always great to connect with people that are just killing it. Um, these conversations bring me so much joy and life. Our guest today has 80,000 followers on TikTok, 20,000 on IG, and he's like a real podcaster. Like Sometimes you see people and they're like podcasting, but then there's like people that like actually give it up on the pod. That's this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dom Sharp to the podcast. Welcome, man. How are you? Thank you. How are you doing, man? That was a great intro. Nobody ever talks about me so highly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like when we linked up on TikTok, I like the full extent of like my knowledge of you was just on TikTok. Like that was the only place I saw your clips. So I was able to listen to like the full pod on like Apple Podcasts, and it's like it's dope, man. Like you're, uh, you're a natural like content creator. Just the way in which you like, I'd be wondering, like, yo, is this guy really talking to himself for that long? Yes. Like, how can you be that engaged? Like, how how did you get into podcasting? So I started the podcast September 2019. I was still living. I moved out when I was 19 years old. I don't have my own apartment. And I've started it on Anchor, just recording into my the bottom of my iPhone inside a closet I had in my bedroom. And I just started because I, I always felt like I was I was good at talking. I always felt like I was funny and engaging. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to just do it because I wanted to do it with my friends and nobody wanted to do it with me. So I was like, Fuck it, I'm going to do a solo. And I just microphone like this. And I was just like, I'm going to just do it. And that's how kind of just it just started. It just became a thing that I just did weekly. And not in the beginning. In the beginning, it was a lot of like it was a lot of like me talking to the air, talking to nothingness. And when you got no listeners talking to nothingness is like, this is insane. But I was like, Fuck it, I got to keep going because I had like I knew that eventually I'm going to say something crazy enough that people was going to like, listen, that's dope, yo. And even like how you came up with the, the structure, like the podcast is called listen to this while you shit. like, how did you come up with the name? How did it go from like idea in your head to like real life? This is recording now. So I have a best friend, Cameron, Cameron's my best friend since middle school. And we used to call each other on like on a toilet a bunch. And it was just like, bro, we start a podcast and like, listen, why you just became the name. I like long titles. Long titles always intrigue me. Like I like titles that are sentences and listen to this why you just got a, a ring to it. Like it's long, but it got to like, like it's snappy at the same time. So I just like, I, I've always, I've, and, uh, and then the branding behind it just came natural, right? Branding just, it aligned it so well. I was like, oh, this, it gotta be it. Yeah. 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 That's dope. Um, from the time you decided like, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to start a podcast. Like, what did you do? Like, how did you even know like what to do? Like what, what happened? Okay. So like I said, I started recording on anchor and anchor. And I think anchor is a good tool for all the podcasts out there. If you are a podcaster, just starting out anchor is an amazing tool because like the ad I used to read back in the day, you can record a podcast straight from your phone. Like literally I went microphone up like this bottom of the phone up and just talked for like 20 minutes. And then once I, once I realized like some people I looked up to was like Joe Budden and like Andrew Schultz and like, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Charlamagne, the guy with brain idiots. So it was like those podcasts I looked up to. So I was like, I want to create a show like this. So I looked at with the elements of their show that I could like try to take into minds. And one of the biggest thing I wanted from Joe's show was the sound drops. So I was like, how the f do I get sound drops into my podcast? And then the Rodecaster Pro had just released around the same time I was like starting my podcast. So like, I, f I didn't save up any money. I did it. Well, sweetwater.com. You could like put on a payment plan 
and I put that bitch on a payment plan in like three easy months and I and I bought this. And that was like the first step of like, okay, this is gonna be like the piece of equipment that I'm gonna have ever. It's podcasts for dummies. That's what that was made me go like, okay. So from setup to phone to roadcasters, like, okay, now we're rocking. Yeah, that's really dope. And it's like, you know, I tell people all the time, like, yo, you really like if you're not making excuses and you want to start, you can start a podcast pretty easy. I think people like overcomplicate it when they feel like, yo, I need a bunch of equipment. I need like Mike. I need like that's like a great point. Um, when you started, like what was like your end goal? To be the biggest ever. Like my goal is still today be the biggest ever. Like when I look at when I, I every every day I study, I'm a I'm a I'm a student of the game. I've been to podcast since I was like 17. So like I'm 24 now. So I've been like studying podcasts for a long time. And to this day, I still check the podcast charts. Like I go to chartable.com to see who's on the charts. End goal be the biggest ever, but the small goals along the way was like, okay, I need to get this, I need to do that. And one one of one of my biggest goals in the very beginning. My first like 40 episodes, I did no video for them, but I, I didn't release any video, but I still recorded them on my phone. Like I still set up the camera because I wanted to get practice at like being able to look in the camera, be comfortable because a lot of podcasts are comfortable in front of the camera. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to be like, once I start, I can just go straight. Like once, once I figure out how to do it, which I have a good tip for all podcasters I want to get to later. But once I just wanted to be able to like, okay, once I'm ready to record video, we're good to go. I'm already, I know how to look into the camera. I know like what parts I want to emphasize, how to play it up, how to be animated. I wanted to get there. So that was like small steps upon like the goal of like to be yeah. the biggest ever. That's really dope, man. And it's like, when I look at you, yo, it's like, I think there's a lot of facets when it comes to like podcasting, right? There's just like, yo, I have a mic and I'm talking into it and I'm reaching an audience. And then there's the people that have like figured out their system, what works for their audience, the type of podcast that they have, how to distribute it. And it's like, yo, the level of intentionality that you have in all of your content down to like the bite-sized clips is so precise, so intentional. Like I, I, I think in the same way, I would not be surprised if people just like look at your stuff and try and reverse engineer and like, it's even just like how short those clips are, which then means that like, yo, as you're recording, you're thinking about like, yo, how do I want this to be like perceived? It's just so dope. And I think like, I really admire like the business acumen, even though this is like content creation, it's like creative. People just think it's like an accident. So to yeah, speak. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, that's, that's so dope, man. Um, What are some of the other podcasts? Like, let's just take uh, the Joe Budden podcast, for instance. Yeah. What are some of the things that you feel like you love that they do that you feel like you can either take or that podcasters can can learn from? Real quick, but go back to the, you talk about clips and shit like that. Clips is like a thing that I struggle with daily. Like, cause like, here's the thing. I, I like the, I like what I've created is a lane of like podcasts who do it for clips. I don't think I created it, but I exist in this genre of like people who like podcasts and post it for clips. Right. So when you do this and I write topics throughout the week and I'm coming up with funny stuff, it's always like, it's a battle of like, do I make this topic just two minutes short for, the audio for like the for the clips i can like clip it down to that 30 seconds that 45 seconds or do i make it the 15 minute long topic which i know i can and it'll be more interesting for the actual pod fans and pod fans love long podcasts they love two hour long episodes so it's like do i make it short or do i make it long but it's always this happy medium like sometimes recently i've been doing this thing where like i would talk i would have the idea and be like i would talk for this 10, 10 minutes straight about the idea and yeah. then i'll be like it, i'll just edit it down to 30 seconds i'm gonna get the best parts but to the point of things i stole from joe budden the one, one of the biggest thing i stole from joe budden was just he he, he said his term oh he giving it up mm. and i always I always took that as like oh he's being he's being vulnerable he's being personable right and i think what i do personally there aren't many solo podcasts out there there aren't many people out there who get into a microphone to talk for an hour a week by themselves so when i realized i was i existed in this niche i was like how do i make these people like me the goal was always to like i realized like 
you're not coming for my ideas or my takes. You're not coming because my guests. You're coming because you like me as a person. So how do I get you like me? Be personable. Be honest. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've always struggled with is like my mental health. And I've, I was very open all the time about my mental health struggles. And kids DM me all the time. Hey, bro, I'm depressed. I'm bipolar. And you get me through the week because you made me feel like I'm not alone. Just that idea of like being honest and being personable and just being being transparent with the people. Like if I'm having a bad week, I tell people I'm having a bad week. And let me tell you why I'm yeah. having a bad week. And I would make it funny and I would make it comedic at the same time. But also I'm being honest with you. You feel like you a part of my daily every day. That's dope, yo. I, I love that, man. And I, I agree with that same thought process of like, yo, it's always dope to see like the podcasters that I could really be like, yo, they're actually giving it up. Like that's that's like a hard thing to talk about like on on live. And and uh to see that is very refreshing, man. And I think like, yeah, I was what episode was that when I was driving? Oh, it was the episode you talked about chance. Uh, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. thank God I don't have to say this because Dom's gonna say it. This is perfect. <laughs> like I don't want to get canceled over chance. No, That's like, honestly no, what it. I do it for. That I do it for like I do it for like the the people out there that have the idea but are too scared to uh, say it because yeah. of cancellation. I've already come to the conclusion that one day I will get canceled. I say it all the time. Like one day I'm going. I have too many problematic ideas out there that I'm going to get canceled. And also one of my favorite sayings is the internet is not a place for context; it's a place for content. So it doesn't matter the the context of me as a person. You listen to me enough, you realize, oh, he actually a good guy, has pretty liberal views, pretty progressive. But a one clip, one thirty second clip of me saying something wild, I'd be like, it can it can shape the whole narrative on me. So I don't I don't worry about that because I know it's it's inevitable, right? But I know the 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 context of me. So I was like, I'm just building up this fan base. So when it happens, it's like whatever. We know Dom. It is no no no. That makes a a lot of sense. I wanted to ask you. You're signed to Blue Wire. And maybe to say like you're signed, I don't know if like I'm using the right terminology. But I like to say signed, but yeah. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> I, I view it just like record labels and music, honestly. Yes, honestly. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you what, like, why did you sign with Blue Wire? And what does it mean to be signed? Like what, what are the benefits? Okay, so I signed with Blue Wire in April, April. But they had reached out in January. But I just had a contract sit in my in my email for mad long because I was just I was really skeptical. I was like, damn, dude, this is like so one of the big things I wanted to make sure that when I signed was like, do I still own the idea? Like the IP of listen, do I own this still? It's like, yes, this is yours. But all, all Blue Wire do is reach out to advertiser companies to, to, to advertisers and put ads on my podcast. And that was really big for me because as a smaller solo guy, like I don't have I don't have a real big team around me. It's like I have I have my intern and I have in an event planner to help me do live shows. And that's it. That's my whole team. Is that that guy and that girl. So it's like, but having that back in is like. Oh, every week I don't know where I don't have to worry about where is the money coming from. Like, how do I make money a month to actually pay my employees? Like, where where is it coming from? Like, I have Patreon, and but that, that's not enough, right? Like I I told you in the comments, my goal one day is to make this a full time thing. So how do I get full time? Well, sometimes you got to reach out to those companies. The reason I chose Blue Wire because a few different companies reached out to me. Blue I chose Blue Wire specifically because Blue Wire started off as like we're focusing on sports, and then they're trying to build like their comedy and like social division. I was like, oh, I can be like. There ain't many people in this division. I can like headline this one day. Like I can be at the top. Like they got Chris Long and a whole bunch of former athletes in the sports side, but who the fuck is head in this comedy division? Yeah. That could be me. So it's like, all right, let's go. Um, but yeah, that was that was the main goal. Like it, it really just adds structure and it gives like a I always say like when you have ads on your podcast, it gives you a it's like a it gives you a sense of like validity, like your vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's facts. People would hear it and be like, oh, no, oh, he's official tissue because Indeed decided to sponsor him. Right, right, right. You know right, right. If Indeed rocking with him, I, I got to get with him. Exactly. It's kind of right. like a stamp of like, okay, this guy's cool. I can. I, he's official. Like, he's not no, no rinky-dink guy. 
Yeah. So, so essentially they reach out to brands that want, that maybe could advertise on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Once they get the brands that advertise on your podcast, do you get like a percentage split, like monthly or something? Like what, like how does that break down financially? Hey, I'm going to tell you how it all works. So here's what they do. They, they reach out to companies and be like, we have X amount of podcasts. We have this many podcasts and this many, let's say we have 1500 podcasts, whatever, random number. And, and the company and, Indeed would be like, oh, yeah, 50, we have, we have 50 on a podcast that they equal up this amount of streams, right? We get 2 million streams monthly off these amount of podcasts. And then, and then Indeed will go, oh, we'll give you X amount of dollars for those streams, right? Whatever the rate is. I don't know what the rate is on the back end back there. I know my rate is and I'm going to get to that in a second, but it's like, boom. And then they break it down based off those 1500 podcasts who the rankings of like how many streams you get. Like, what is your breakdown of that 2 million? So if I'm in like that top 5%, my split is higher, but for that buyers, if I'm in that bottom, my split is less. So my split, because I'm like mid tier is what they would call me. My split is like, uh, is $50 per 1500 streams. No, 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 no. It's like $50 per 5,000 streams. Uh, so that, that, that's the breakdown roughly. And I do roughly around 2,500 monthly streams. So it's around like $300 or so every month. Yeah. Ar- around there, around that number. And that's, uh, it's pretty good money. Yeah. And, but I know, but also the cool thing about Blue Wire is they have like an elevator scale. So let's say I started to make more, more streams. I'm, I started bringing more streams randomly. Like, let's say like this month we're projected to do like 30, 30,000 because of uh, this first week we had already. Right. So let's say we, we do 30,000 this month. Yeah. And let's the next month we do 50,000. By the end of my deal next year, they be like, all right, we got to put you on a larger split because you bring in more money. And that's one thing I like about Blue Wire. Uh, because it's not like, it's not like a slave deal. Like some of the record labels, like, oh, we got you for a four album, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, yeah. okay, if you make, if you, if you make more streams, you'll make more money. Yeah. That's really dope. That's awesome. Um, do you feel like you have to, do you have to give up any creative control? Do they like listen to your, like, what's like, no, no. I told them, I told them, I said, Hey, guys, <laughs> I got it. Yo, shout out, shout out to T, T, T went, Winsham from Blue Wire. He's like the, my, my favorite contact I have. Tyler, the Tyler Chin, some of my favorite contacts. And I told him when I got in a Zoom call, I said, hey, have you guys listened? I asked him, have you guys listened? <laughs> they said, no, we heard it. I was like, are we okay with what I do? They was like, no, we like it. I said, all right. That's dope. Okay. Because if it, if it comes back, I need, y'all can't just drop me. They was like, no, 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 we got you. That's lit, bro. That's, that's dope, man. Yo, you have 80K followers on TikTok. Yeah. Do you feel like your confidence has shifted from the time you started your podcast to now. Like what, what's the main difference in, in your opinion? Oh, 1000. I, to be fair, I think that when I first started to blow up on TikTok, I've, I, my, my first video on TikTok blew up in January, no, February of 2021. So it's only been like a year and some change now. And when it first blew up, it was, I felt like I had more ideas to talk about. So quick story, quick, quick backstory about my podcast. Yeah. The idea of my podcast have shifted so many times. Right. And I think that's really important for podcasters to hear. Like, just because you go on one idea, it's, be okay with being flexible. Like you should be able to change the idea. Like Joe Budden, right? I always say Joe, Joe Budden had Roy Mall at first. The whole fallout happened and he had to shift it. The right. whole con, not, not only did the people change, but the content of the podcast changed. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta be okay with shifting the idea of what your content is. So when I first started, I was doing like more like um more news topics, right? True story about me. When I first did it, I was writing every single every single word I said on the podcast, I wrote down. Mm. Like I will script out front to back every single word. Yeah. Now was it was those episodes good? Yeah, they were very thoughtful and like I gave very, very poignant takes. Like I said, the internet is not a place for context. It's a place right. for content. And to go back to what you asked, confidence definitely shifted because I think, I think, um, when you just talk it, 
as a solo podcast, if, if you are attempting to do a solo podcast, you must understand that you will be talking to nobody for a year and a half. Nobody's going to listen. And that's just the facts. Like I was talking to the void every week. Like I was going, like I live, I live at home and my dad would just come downstairs and be like, are you winning son? I'm like, yeah, I guess dad, I'm fighting demons down here. <laughs> that's all it was. It was just me right. talking. So like the confidence has shifted because now I know whenever I'm talking, like at minimum, 2000 people going to hear this this week. At yeah. And that's like, I know that for a fact, like I got the analytics, the be- like that's, it's going to happen. So it's like that confidence of saying like, you know, I could say this joke and it doesn't matter if it's funny or not. Somebody's going to laugh. Yeah. Somebody's going, but in the beginning it was like, everything had to be pristine and like on point. Cause I had to like try to get your attention. Right. Nowadays, like I could just say anything. I, I think that's like reflective and just like how long you've been doing it too. Like you look at some of like these vet artists. I feel like Kendrick Lamar is a great example where it's like, yo, he's going to put out a different album every single time, whether you care, whether you like it, he's just going to like explore. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I could kind of tell when people are like, yo, this is my lane and I'm a double down. I'm do it the same way every single time. And it's like, you know, I think it's really dope having that, that creative freedom. Um, before I ask you my last question, you mentioned you had a tip you wanted to share. Okay. First of all, let me go back. Let me, let me double back. Since we're about to wrap up, I don't like short podcasts. Short podcast. I, I, I know. <laughs> I listened to your, your one episode in like five days. That's how long it takes me to get through with the, it. Which one? Which was the three hour long one? Or what was I, I listened on Apple. I, I didn't know it was different. I thought it started with a solo, then it went yeah. to like the interview portion. Yeah, I like that. But oh, that, oh that's, that's what I wanted to say, by the way. Thank you for saying that. You talked about uh, trying my fans for the last six weeks I've been doing guest podcasts because I wanted to get some analytics about like I've been doing I've been solo this whole time but I was like okay let's I do feel like there's a ceiling to solo podcasting though I feel mm. like there's a there's no the biggest solo podcasts in the world are Joe Rogan DJ Academics and, and Alice Cooper that those are podcasts I describe as solo because there's one host every week but the difference between me and them is there is a constant revolving door of guests right so I was like okay I noticed that about the charts I said okay how can I implement that into what I do so I started having guests the last six weeks my fans hate that <laughs> they have they are in my comments like when are solo pods coming back when wow. are solo pods coming back and i think it's very interesting because i've like i've built like this uh this this fan base of people that just want to hear my voices like yeah we've come for you and these other because they're cool that bro that's crazy it's it's really intriguing right it's it's crazy yeah. i like I, here's what i think it is pie fans are like they're used to routine they're very used to routine, right? If you're a pod fan, you have multiple pods and they come out on different days. You got a pod that come out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and like you go to them for what you go for. Right. 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 So like I'm 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 thousands of people's Wednesday's podcast. Yeah. I'm the podcast drop on Wednesday. I'm the Wednesday pod. And you for months I, I got you conditioned to like, yo, you're gonna hear me talk for an hour and a half about some dumb thoughts I had. Right. And then once I changed that formula, niggas was like, hold on. <laughs> This ain't what we signed up for. Right, right, right. This is not what we signed up for, right? This right. is this isn't it. So I think it's like kind of like I, I want to do a thing. I think over the next few weeks, I because I do a bunch of like I record two, three pods a week now. So I'm just like constantly recording. And I think I want I think I want to do a thing where I release two pods a week. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna try it out for the month of July. Yeah. The month of July, I'm gonna release two pods a week for for two reasons. Number one, I think I'll be able to make more money off the blue wire deal. I'm at the back door to blue wire deal because more episodes mean more streams and more streams and more money. Right. Back or that. And also, I would like to see if if like I think the guest pods are being bad or are, are not being received well because it is in place of the solo pods. But if mm. I give you both, it's right, just like, right. oh, I, st- I still got my Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, this oh this extra content. It's seen as extra content now. Yeah. So, but that will be be my ask. I'll have a Patreon. 
And that made, that goes into my next topic. Yeah, that's what I'll, yeah, talk about that a bit. So I think Patreon is a beautiful tool that all podcasters should use, right? And and I, I see a lot of podcasters doing Patreon, but they don't do it well. Mm-hmm. And I hate that shit, right? You start a Patreon and then you don't promote it. I used to do it, I used to do it at the front of every episode. I read the names of all of my Patreon subscribers. That's dope. I read all their names. So now what's so on top of it is like it's extra promotion. It's also a game we play now. Yeah. So now the listeners are like changing their names to funny stuff because they want to make me laugh, right? right? But it's it's become a part. It's I think I think creators gotta be a way creators gotta understand that the, the audience are not dumb. They know you need to make money. They understand that you are trying to make money off. They understand that they are a number to you and you are trying to like make that take that number to different people to make money. Yeah. Right. So you gotta understand that. So I always, I always be a very up for like, give me money if you want to support my alcohol addiction. Cause I'm telling you what I'm using a lot of this money for. I'm gonna go buy a bottle. So when you start your Patreon, are you offering them like different content? Is it like a specific part of your episode? I just do a whole nother podcast. I just do a whole nother one. Got you. I just put like a, for, here's the thing for a long time, for about four or five months, I didn't even give an extra episode. Mm. It was just the fact that I was reading their names every week. That yeah. was the perk they got. Like, like, cause I, I conditioned tempted that this was the perk. So now that I'm actually giving like an episode every week, it's like, holy, shit, get my name read and I get this. Yeah. You know what I mean, but it's also, I've always, so I started with my lowest tier was $1. I started mm-hmm. with my lowest tier being $1. And I had like 200 people give me a dollar a month, Dang. which I was like, all right, this is insane. So my first thought was, I got to figure out number one, I was giving it up crazy on Patreon. Yeah. Cause so, either I give it up on free episodes, I give it up. I know there's a line to cross. Like there's, there's sometimes on Patreon, I I shift out of comedy and go into angry. Yeah. So it's like, this is like a line, like comedy and like angry. Like I should go past that line. So right. like, I got to make this barrier of entry a little higher. I started mm-hmm. my $5 tier and I knew when I started it. So I, I marketed as I'm not putting that podcast out for free anymore for $1. Right. $1, the only thing you would get your name read. And I knew that a bunch of people was going to be like, Oh, I'm not giving the money no more. But I knew a bunch of people was also going to be like, I'm just giving him $5 now. I've been right. giving him $1 for four months. I'm going to give him five. Right. And I thought, that's, I'm going I'm, I'm to cover the loss. Right. Like, right. I'm, like if, if six people leave it's, and six people go to five, I make money there. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay. Like, I'm going to cover the loss. Right. Um, but Patreon is, is a big tool. And the second thing I wanted to say was the Rodecaster Pro. I don't know how many of you guys out there own Rodecaster Pros. Um, if you don't own one, you should probably own one. It's mm. podcast for dummies. Once you get this piece of equipment, you will never have to update your setup ever again. Yeah. Literally, right now, I'm, I'm, I've, I got this microphone plugged up into my Rodecaster Pro, and I plug my Rodecaster Pro into my computer, so the audio you hearing is from the Rodecaster Pro. I'm not right. doing no extra editing. Right, it's crisp and too. It's crisp. Yeah, and this is just a regular old cheap Amazon mic. I like holding my microphone. That's just yeah. like it, it makes me feel like I'm a stand up. Um, <laughs> so I like I like to get animated with it. All right. But the second tip I want to do. So I record everything on my phone. All my videos record on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, your phone is a viable asset, a viable tool in your toolbox as a creator, and you should use it. You don't need super high quality equipment. Right. I, I, I like to call myself a minimalist creator. Yeah. I got I got the essentials like these lights. Got it on Amazon for 20 bucks. Yeah. You got it. Minimalist. You got to know what you need and what you don't need. Right. A camera is not something you need initially. And let me tell you why. Most iPhones shoot in 4K. 4K file is pretty big, but you can shoot in 4K. Right. Right. Boom. And then if you don't have, let's say you don't have any experience editing videos, you know how to layer the sound. You don't need that. I don't do that ever. Right. So you can plug a TRRS cord. It's basically an aux cord, but Mm. it got three lines on instead of two. You can plug that into your Rodecaster Pro and plug the other end directly into your phone. Yeah. And all the audio, all the audio from the Rodecaster will be put directly into your iPhone. 
That's why you had no extra editing. Yeah. I, what I do every week, I just ear drop the video after I'm done, and I, I I get the editing. It's go. It's really it's this that changed podcast before. Yeah, me. yeah. And yo, like I that, think yo people that have like simple setups, yo, like where it's like you don't need too much crap. You literally just mm-hmm. like plug and play. You're good to go. It's like lowering exactly. the barrier to start creating content, basically. Yo, I don't like people who gatekeep because yeah. I, I I've always I'm I'm person people DM me all the time. I'd be like, here's what I do. Right. Here's how I got to set up. Because I don't care about giving you my sauce because I can give you the recipe. Don't mean your food gonna taste like mine. Right, right. And that's right. or you might do something totally different. It might taste better than mine. But either way, it doesn't it don't hurt me to tell you yeah. how I did it. Yeah. Because a lot of people gatekeep these ideas. And I'm just like, nah, it's enough money for all of us. Blue wire is giving out anybody checks. Yeah. They're writing anybody. They give me a check. <laughs> <laughs> I see why they gave you a check though. Yo, <laughs> thank you so much, man, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is Dom Sharp. I'm going to link his podcast in the show notes. Please check it out. It's going to be so entertaining. Every time I'm telling people that they need to be using TikTok for their podcast, I just send them your stuff. I'm like, just look at this guy. Try and redo yeah. this. That, that'll yes. help you. Uh, so yeah. thank you, man, for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Nah, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate what you do for creators, especially as a black man in the media. We don't got enough of us giving out giving out stories and giving out game. And I really appreciate what you do. That's why that's why I said, hey, if you ever want to have you on the talk, I'm down. Thank you, um, man. So, thank you. Hey, it's Lloyd again. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow so that you're notified when I release my next episode. Until next time.